Uh, what's going on, everybody? You're listening to the Social Rec Podcast. I am your host, Chad Sanchez. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I'm here with my on-again, off-again special guest host, Richie Pineda. Richie, what's going on, bro? What's up, bro? Getting ready for the holidays. I mean, this is this is this is going to be out either Christmas Eve or or Christmas Day. Either one. Uh, what are your plans for for both? Oh, you know, same old, same old. Uh, hang out with the family both days and take it easy. Be glad I don't have to be uh, on the clock anymore. True, true. Thankfully, I've been on break for like the last two weeks. I still got one more Must week. Be nice. <laughs> Get an education. You'll have all the fun that you want. Um, so I had the, I had last week off because due to my contract, they gave us an extra week. And then I have this week off, which is when everybody else started an education. And then I'll have next week off as well. And then uh, we'll head back to work. But, um, you know, doing some small stuff here and there. I'm getting back into the, the sneaker or not even getting back in, but getting into the sneaker sole repair game. So I worked on a Let's couple of worked on a couple of pairs today. Working on some fifteens and some sevens. Um, I'm pretty interesting when you look at the shoes because you just think like the midsole is just one big old piece, but it's like separate pieces that are glued together. And so I was working on the sole of the shoe. So I got those cleaned up, and then I think tomorrow I'm gonna work on putting the whole shoe back together. Hopefully it isn't too hard because I have some Kobe 5s that I need to work on, some Kobe 6s, um, D-Rose 1s, so, so a few a few shoes in the works that, that need to be uh, need to be repaired. But I'm definitely up for for learning and trying and, and definitely giving it giving it a shot. I feel that. I feel that my stack of shoes that needs attention is getting bigger and bigger. Well, if I can if, if I can figure this out and do it properly, then uh, hopefully I can start. You know, we can do a little do a little side business of uh, sneaker restoration, sneaker repairs, and who knows, it'd be another branch of the social rec tree. I'm with it. I'm with it. Yeah. Awesome. So let's go ahead and dive right into this episode. Uh, a lot of stuff happening, and this this episode is really focused on 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 Nike, one of our favorite companies, one of our favorite brands to talk about in our episodes and our tweets and our Instagram posts and our uh, regular page posts. And so there's some, some, some interesting topics. And I want to start off with, with the passing of Virgil Abloh. He uh, died around uh, the later part, the end of November. And I, I'm not a big fan of Virgil's, but I am familiar with, with his work. Uh, specifically the whole off-white collection, the, the first 10, you know, the Nike, um, what is it, the Jordan, the Jordan one, um, I believe the Air Max 90, Air Max, uh, Nike Air Blazer and some other, some other pairs as well. I did go and buy the something's off book a few months ago. Shout out to kicking it ATX for hooking it up. And uh, yeah, I think it's definitely a, a sad day, you know, whenever he passed. Um, again, not a big fan of his work, but I understood the impact he had on the sneaker and fashion community and the stuff he was in, the, the stuff he had for the future. What are your what are your thoughts on Virgil? Yeah, no, I think that's a good way to put it, how you 
if you didn't know details or specifics, but you knew he had an impact on the sneaker community, the fashion community, um, the Chicago community, Kanye, you know, his influence kind of bleeds through a lot of places. And I'm not crazy about all his off-white stuff. Some of his Air Max collabs are super dope. Um, I believe it was the 95s that looked pretty dope. He had some blazers that came out clean. And of course, the the J's. I'd probably say the, the ones, just because they're ones. But yeah, I'm not too crazy about the rest of this stuff. He did some good work as the Louis Vuitton designer for a little while. But yeah, for sure, got to pay respects to Virgil. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Looking at some of the work that he's done, I mean, just it, it, it all looks as, as crazy as people went for his collabs and and highly, highly sought after and how expensive this stuff was. Um, just the simplicity of it really catches my attention. How he just you know wrote the word air or wrote the word uh, foam or shoelace, right? To just kind of give those different accents, um, shift the the position of the Nike swoosh. Um, and then of course, adding that, that orange tag to the shoes. I mean, there's something so simple yet, um, it, it would, it caused a, a sneaker revolution and, and people, you know, especially with his death, uh, I think they're going to be looking after his products and trying to hold on to his stuff. And I think definitely it, uh, increases the value of his, uh, his products. And then, yeah, I mean, he was, he was supposed to come out with a air force one, I believe. Um, and I guess that's probably gonna get pushed back. Um, and then a whole, yeah, of course is his Louis Vuitton stuff. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just, I think it was just sad that he passed. It had remnants of, of Chadwick Boseman and us not really knowing that he was suffering, uh, at the time he was suffering in silence. And then just to see, to find out he, he left, uh, I, I took it, I, it was, I took it as it was pretty rough for the community. Yeah, man. And, you know, stuff like that, people all have their own choices, you know, if they want to have private battles, it's perfectly fine. Like, it definitely catches you off guard, but, you know, it doesn't take away who they were, like, him and Chadwick. But, never going to be the same. But they will live on through, through all their creations, which is one of the, you know, the good things, I guess, to take from all this is Virgil's kind of everywhere right now. Right. Just looking at his uh, the, the page on Nike, of course, they have his uh, their message to him. Then you see his Jordan 5 off-white collaboration, which was uh, last year. Some work he did at the Boys and Girls Club of Chicago, kind of like you said. Uh, other apparel, other collaborations with Nike, Chicago Lab. Some work with Serena Williams. He definitely left a, a big impact on the sneaker, sports, culture uh community but let's go ahead and uh and you know pay our respects to virgil hopefully we see some other stuff that that's in remembrance of him and let's move on to our our next piece man so i know i i'm i i do not know specifically about you but i know there was a lot of uh fuss around jordan releases sneaker releases and how you know even if you would get a if you even if you would catch a w on sneakers you had to go through FedEx, or you had to go through UPS, or you had to go through USPS and, and DHL, and, and apparently, like uh, Nike has has hunkered down and they started their own investigation because I guess they were tired of taking L's 
of people not getting their shoes. And this story came out that that they investigated this person at DHL and they caught somebody that was, uh, uh, you know, was under investigation for stealing upwards of sixty thousand dollars in uh, sneakers. What are your what are your thoughts on this? Is, is this a win for the sneaker community? Is it just a small, a small, a small bite? What do you think? Yeah, it's a small fish, big pond. Um, there's bigger players. Uh, I feel like, you know, this is probably a guy who couldn't cover his tracks, maybe. So it's good that you got him. But yeah, bro, there's so many hands in this thing that make it go, you know, that make it function. And I'm talking about, you know, the, uh, the supply chain, you know, the, from when you buy something, you know, and coordinating, you know, how it's going to get shipped from the factory overseas, wherever it comes from on a train to get to a point where you can get on a truck to be delivered to you. Right. Like all of that is screwed right now for lack of a better way to say it, because, you know, many reasons, I'm sure, a lot related to COVID, um, lack of employment. Um, maybe it's hard to keep people working at those jobs, but I've seen pictures of trains, cargo trains are being like jacked pretty much. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they'll open up a, one cargo thing and the rest of the and all the stuff will fall out all the stuff on the train will fall out and so you just see people i can't remember if it was in cali or new york where i saw this i want to say it's in cali and you see people going to all these abandoned packages and like on the side of the train tracks and they're just grabbing everything inside those packages yeah so i think you know it's fun to poke at Nike a little bit and say they have some to do with it, right? But I think, you know, I, I think they just probably weren't paying attention, right? Or not, or probably looking at ways to have more control over their process now. Mm -hmm. But yeah, bro, it's just, it's a combination of COVID and the way things have gone since 2020 that's kind of left the delivery segment of, you know, uh, of commerce in shambles mm -hmm. and i think you have people that have taken advantage of it or find a way to kind of exploit it and you know that's why we're here right so according to the according to this article that i see on hypebeast this is from december the 10th uh, a dhl employee was caught stealing approximately sixty thousand worth of nike products from a delivery company's fox metals warehouse in memphis tennessee um consider the brand's primary distri u.s distribution the ex-worker Shimon Davis has been charged and arrested as of earlier this week, back in December, earlier in December. Um, they would duplicate tracking numbers and shipping items to alternate addresses. Nike has only recovered 10,000 of stolen merchandise and is unsure of how long Davis has been stealing from the company and what products has been sold as well. So she did confess. Oh. Um, go ahead. Did I, did I tell you that happened to me one time with my Yeezys? No. Ow. They tried to send it to another address, uh, but this was FedEx. They tried to send it to another address. And uh, yeah, I, I found a way to kind of intercept it. 
like luckily the nice lady at Nike yeah hooked it up um but I mean at Adidas I'm sorry but yeah bro uh yeah this happened to me before so I believe it but 60,000 that's not she probably just hooked up her family and her friends bro that's not a lot no it's not so and then this comes off of you know people reporting stolen sneakers when they received empty boxes the their items were missing and canceled orders that occurred after shipping was confirmed so of course right you you again you have to you can get the w on sneakers but unless you get that package in your hand you know you gotta you gotta defeat the other bosses at dhl ups um usps right it's just it's just another another piece in the game and so hopefully in the near future they can crack down more of this they can stop people can get what they want and uh you know it's like a, it's a lose-lose situation i think for all people all all the way around um uh, so that win enough on sneakers to have these issues yeah I, I i don't either um thankfully whatever i've gotten off of nike has has come home um i think you even told me too right that they changed their their taping they stopped putting the the hey yeah, steal me stuff yeah i think that was just a big red flag in general um I'm glad they've at least done that small stuff. Hopefully they do some more or they, they, they get rid of the bots like they said they would or work on the, the whole bot issue and make this a little bit more easier for other people all around. All right. What so was, uh, go ahead. The last pair you got in the mail, what kind of packaging did it have? Um, I, I think I, it, it was, I think the Nike tape, but I had bought the uh, Nike Air um, the shoots, those sandals. And, um, so yeah, I mean, I guess maybe if they did open them or whatever, they weren't trying to steal a pair of, of flip-flop sandals. Um, I did, I did win a pair of board, uh, Jordan six Bordeaux, but those were still like all online. So they weren't trying to really steal those. Um, I did get those Jordan, um, uh, paintbrushes, Jordan one paintbrush or brush stroke. But those were mids, so they weren't really too popular either. Nothing of, of like high hype has has come this way. So I've thankfully been blessed by the sneaker gods that my shoes get here un, unscathed. Would have been nice. <laughs> All right, so moving on, let's continue this uh, this talk, topic of of Nike, and then so this was this happened around uh, mid November. So Nike partners up with Roblox. Um, a very popular like online gaming building community and they create what's called nike land inside of roblox and i was never i've never been a big roblox fan the interactions that i've had with them have been uh, kind of negative and that's just that this community is so big it's so immersive you can kind of create whatever type of game that you want uh, and then i've seen some silly stuff online as well but then once i saw that this came out um, it really just intrigued me enough to download the app, create a profile, create an avatar, and really just explore what Nike Land has to offer. And I must say, I am I am honestly impressed by this this playground, if you if I can say it, you know, where you can just going and creating a space, getting um, you know, I guess if it's safe to say NFTs of this stuff, or you know buying digital sport, sporting stuff, shoes, clothing, all this stuff, just, just to play. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts on on Nike and Roblox creating Nike land? Oh, it's big. I think the Adidas made a similar move. Um, 
you know, to increase their real estate in the digital space. Mm -hmm. And um, I think this was Nike's response to it. Um, it's a little different. I think they're taking two different approaches, but it's good to see um, the brands you kind of want to, you know, support. Yeah. Keep supporting in good faith, you know, kind of buy into the future of where people think things are headed. Mm -hmm. So it's cool. I think uh, it will incentivize me more to buy or to spend more money, put more money into NFTs if Nike starts making them too. So mm -hmm. I'm not going to be mad if there's some Jordan ones either. But I haven't specifically played around with the the uh, Roblox, um, what Nike has done with them yet. So I think that's something you're a little bit more have to talk about. But just kind of following everything else that Nike's doing to um, to continue to you know assess themselves and the, or assert themselves in the digital space. I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. So just looking at this. Um... There, the this Nikeland is inspired by Nike's real life headquarters and hold detailed arenas for the Roblox community to test their skills competing in various mini games. You can participate in tag, floor is lava, dodgeball, uh, and the creativity is unlimited. You can with the Nike Land toolkit, creators can easily design their own mini games for interactive sports materials. Dream it, make it play it so yeah i think it's pretty cool you have these little characters and avatars and they can wear different shoes from air force ones to uh these look like cristiano ronaldo soccer cleats um some dunks some air max uh you know sweatsuits hats headbands t-shirts pants i mean all kinds of stuff uh yeah it's 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 brand new you'll see what it is see how the world interacts. I mean, I haven't touched on it in a few days, but I know just playing around with it, I was like, man, this is pretty fun. I can see myself getting lost in here and just, just trying to figure out how to play. And then, of course, collaborating with the community, seeing what other stuff you can win, uh, achievements, unlockables, um, all that, all that fun stuff, which kind of leads me into our next bit of Nike buying RTFKT, or, or it's, a, it's also pronounced Artifact. Um, and I know when this happened, you were kind of you kind of reached out to me and said, "Hey, this is another move that they're making." Uh, I asked you a little bit a little bit about it. What can you tell us about what, what does this mean that that they're buying um, this company, Artifact, a leading brand that leverages cutting edge innovation to deliver next generation collectibles that merge culture and gaming? This is from the Nike article. Yeah. So um, I. This got put on my radar because it it was um, it was basically Nike buying a virtual shoe company. Mm -hmm. So think of Artifact, RTFKT, as a brand, right? But let's say, and I and don't quote me on this. Like I'm not I'm not sure where they exactly are. But let's say they're in. Um, Roblox, let's say Artifact is a brand in Roblox or Fortnite or, um, you know, The Sims, right? And Nike basically bought that company, which mm -hmm. doesn't exist in the real world, but exists in the digital space. Right. 
So they're just trying to sell you more Nike in a, in a, in a different way. Mm -hmm. It's like a, a spin-off brand of it, but it's only going to exist in the digital space and people will know it's Nike. So make sure of that. Um, you know, but it's, uh, it's another big dive into NFTs, you know, because that's essentially what it is. It's only going to exist, you know, online through code. So it's, it's a, another step, um, in the direction where they're like, Hey, we're all in on this, um, web three era. So according to this article, this was published on December the 13th. Um, this is a unique opportunity to build the artifact brand, and we're excited to benefit from Nike's foundational strength and expertise to build the communities we love, says Benoit Pagodo, one of Artifact's co-founders. Nike is the only brand in the world that shares the deep passion we all have for innovation, creativity, and community. And we're excited to grow our brand, which was fully formed in the metaverse. So pretty interesting. And then this also comes from John Donahue, president and CEO of Nike. They've acquired them uh, with authentic and, con and connected brand. Our plan is to invest in artifact brand, serve and grow their innovation and creative community and extend Nike's digital footprint and capabilities. Uh, to me, this, this really just reminds me of, of Ready Player One, right? Now, that, that world in Ready Player One is happening a whole lot faster, and I guess, than we anticipated because it's just what you take your money, you go into this digital space, this metaverse, this this virtual world, whatever, spend your money there, collect all your stuff, right? And just like in um, um, Ready Player One, right? All of your stock is in this stuff. And if you lose it, then you kind of like start all over. Is that a good comparison? Have you seen the movie, read the book? What are your, what are your thoughts on Ready Player One and how this kind of connects to it? Yeah, no, I've, I've seen the movie and I haven't read the book. Um, yeah, I'd say it's it's not not anywhere near it, but I could see the the parallels. So you've got people um I know Lil Nas X has and Justin Bieber has, I wanna say somebody else has, I can't remember if this um I can't remember the last person I saw, but they have put on suits like you see in that movie. Yeah. To do digital concerts. Right. Um the, the Justin Bieber one I saw was cool. It's got him just on, you know, flat ground somewhere in, you know, the mocap suit. And in the game, he's like on the hood of a car while it's driving through LA, you know, he's performing. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, parts of that are true. Um, I wouldn't say like, I don't think it's going to get to the point where, you know, all of our assets are in um ready player one world right in the metaverse uh, but you're gonna have over time increasingly more and more assets be put in there right until until it becomes all people know so i think yeah i think very early stages maybe something like that mm -hmm. but it's uh it's it's i guess it's weird to see or unique to see things kind of heading in this direction so I guess my, my next question would be then, how is this any different from, say, your your gaming community, right? Your your Fortnite, your Grand Theft Auto, your Call of Duty, your NBA 2K, right? Because, I mean, that's 
where we go, right? We go and we spend virtual currency to buy these things on NBA 2K, or we go into Fortnite and buy these skins, these guns, these outfits. We go into Grand Theft Auto and the same stuff, right? So how is this metaverse any different from the gaming community or is it all the same? It just has different names to it. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts? I mean, if you think about the Sims, right? Like if you're able to put on a suit and become a Sim and, and do what Sims do, that's still a game, right? Yeah. So yeah, I think it, I think it's definitely like just the world becoming more, um, you know, digital friendly, which, yeah, I mean, it's going to look like, like games do, you know, the computer graphics and, you know, avatars and different things you can like create because, you know, like imagine a basketball court in the metaverse, bro. Like yeah. you can go play basketball and you can dunk. And you can't dunk in real life. Yeah. You know? None of like a lot of us can't. So like stuff like that, right? Like that's where I think like it's gonna depend on people, like how how you know, how much time do they wanna spend in that playground, as you said, as opposed to how much time do they wanna spend in the real world. Mm -hmm. So once people start to wanna spend all their time in the playground instead of the real world, that's when you'll see some like dystopian ready player one stuff interesting interesting so i guess this is just yeah this is the next move for for big companies big brands and nike along with adidas are, are making the moves to put their their hands in in digital spaces do you do you foresee them or i guess not i guess yeah Adidas has already has already done it and uh um nike has as well so what's what 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 should what could be coming next from them? What can we expect to see? Um, they're just going to increase their footprint. They're going to um, pay their athletes in crypto more. They're going to, um, you know, get into crypto more. And they're going to, um, you're, they may come out with their own NFTs. Um, they may come out with their with their own you know they may eventually break off of roblox and do their own thing mm -hmm. you know i think they just they're just they're collaborating with people right now or buying them out mm -hmm. to to get like a starting point because i don't think they really know what the direction is yet mm -hmm. or what the best course of direction is yet or maybe they do and it's going to take some time to implement that so i see these early moves as more like hey let's just kind of let's just leverage. get in yeah and let's oh yeah leverage too yeah so cool cool well more on the way absolutely absolutely well that is that is our time um richie that's always it's a pleasure chatting it up with you and getting to learn more about nfts and digital space and the metaverse and cryptocurrency uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year! Hopefully, we'll get to link up again pretty soon. We had a it was a blast at the Sol Levia wedding. Um, any last minute shout outs you wanna you wanna give out before we wrap this episode up? Shout out to the newlyweds, the Sol Levias, 
and uh, everybody who who made that uh, happen. Um, Merry Christmas to you and yours, fam. And uh, hopefully the kids got nothing but smiles when they open their presents. For sure. We are doing the Christmas Eve thing. No, uh, maybe just something something small with the grand with you know grandparents, a couple of gifts here and there, and then we do it big on uh, on Christmas Day. Hopefully, we'll be uh, we'll be swag. They'll be swag surfing. Shout out to Sol Davies. Hey. <laughs> All right, bro. Talk to you later.